so many different ways, and he's risen up to it every single time. The defense has been outstanding. Uh, the way he approaches his at-bats, the big hits that he's gotten, he's been very, very consistent. I think there was probably about a two, three-week lull there where he got really quiet offensively, and he got quiet because balls weren't falling. It wasn't because he wasn't hitting balls hard, but I think the strides that he's made throughout the year and continues to make and knowing the league, learning the lead, league, getting that confidence, uh, his stats speak for themselves. That was Tampa Bay Rays manager Kevin Cash talking about his second baseman, Joey Wendell, who had a huge breakout season in 2018. As a rookie, he batted 300, which placed him eighth in the American League in batting. He also added 33 doubles, six triples, seven home runs. Uh, let me look at the stats here. 16 stolen bases, and I don't know anything about defensive war, but I'm sure it was really good because I've seen some of the highlights that he's put together and damn, they are slick. Now, even though 2018 was his rookie season, I have been a Joey Wendell fan for a long time. He was absolutely masterful playing for Westchester University. Now, if you're not familiar with Westchester, and more than likely a lot of people aren't because it's a Division II school in you know what, I don't even know where it is. Well, I know it's in Pennsylvania. I believe it's, 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 it's just outside of Philadelphia. Anyhow, he put together four phenomenal years playing second base for the Golden Rams, which was capped by leading his team to win the Division II World Series. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not called the Division II World Series. They call it something, the Division II Baseball Championship, because for whatever reason, I have to have a stupid name for it and not be like everybody else, but whatever. So after his senior season, he's drafted in the sixth round by the Cleveland Indians. Side note, I'm recording this on June 10th, 2020, which means that if Joey DeWendell were a senior this year, he wouldn't even get drafted, and that totally sucks. So, okay, so nevertheless, let's, let's look at his senior season stats just real quick here. He had 198 at-bats. He struck out only five times. He, had, he was hit by a pitch more times than he struck out. He had more triples than strikeouts. That's crazy, who does that? So anyways, like I said, big Wendell fan, long time. So when I'm looking for people that I'd like to talk to, he, he's always been on my list of someone that I'd like to interview. Because the word on the street has always been, as phenomenal of a baseball player is, he's even better of a person. So I reached out to the, to the folks at Westchester, they reached out to him, they put us in touch, and I had what I feel is a just an absolutely delightful interview with him. So with that, this edition of the One Two Three Inning College Baseball Podcast is a conversation with one of my favorite college baseball players of all time, who is now one of my favorite Major League Baseball players of all time, Joey Wendell of the Tampa Bay Rays. Good, awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to uh, glad to join you. Now, I've been following your career for a long time. Uh, I've been familiar with you since you played at Westchester and been keeping an eye on your progress as you, as you develop to the player that you are now in the major leagues. So with that, take me back a little bit further. Can you, can you tell me about your high school career? I mean, if I were to go back in time and, and watch you play as a prep, would I go, yeah, oh, that, that, that kid's going to play in the major leagues someday. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. Um, so I was always very undersized. Um, it, it's funny. I actually know um, my exact weights all through high school because I was a wrestler. So I could tell you that as a freshman, I 
I had a hard time tipping the scales at 100 pounds. So I was right around. No way. That is tiny. 95 to 100 pounds. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, just over five foot, uh, just under 100, 100 pounds. So uh, as a freshman, very undersized. Um, and then I, I kind of just slowly grew throughout my whole high school career. And then, uh, you know, into my senior year was really when I kind of took off uh, size-wise. I mean, I still wasn't big by any means, but I probably graduated maybe – uh, maybe 5'11", 150 pounds, something like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think if you were to watch me play in high school, you you might say, wow, that, that kid's a pretty good shortstop. Or, uh, you know, he, he really knows how to handle a bat. But I think to, to project, uh, all, you know, uh, somebody of my size uh, to the major leagues at that point would have been a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I would say that's probably an understatement, if anything. Nonetheless, though, I'm sure you had some skills. I'd be willing to bet you were, you were great with the glove. And even though you may not have had power, I'm sure you were a good contact hitter. So even though your arsenal may have been limited, was it good enough that you were getting the attention of some college coaches? Not, not particularly, no. Um, so I'm trying to think. When, when I was in high school, I played um, a couple of showcase tournaments. Um, the, the Keystone Games is one that kind of stands out. And then the Carpenter Cup is another one that's in this area. Um, were both teams that I was on a couple of times. Um, but uh, I, I had a handful of scholarship offers. Um, actually, when I say handful, I, I really only made one. Um, my my older brother played at St. Joe's, uh, which is in Philadelphia, and uh, I got a scholarship offer from them. And then um, with Westchester, I actually um, I actually reached out to the to the head coach uh, at the time was Greg Namula. And uh, I know that he had seen me play a couple of times, and I knew that they had had a good program. It was a nice school close to close to where I grew up, so I thought it might be a good fit for me. So I emailed him and asked him if he had any interest in, in having me come on as a player. And uh, to my surprise, he emailed me back and said, said, we'd love to have you. Why don't you come on out and come and talk in a little more detail? And then that, that uh, that's how I got started there. So not, not a ton of interest. Um, from from Division One schools, uh, maybe a phone call here or there, but nothing uh, concrete that I remember, other than other than a scholarship offer from St. Joe's University, uh, and then really nothing even uh, from the other Pennsylvania State Athletic schools. Um, pretty much Westchester, um, and and I believe Kutztown had, or sorry, not Kutztown, uh, East Stroudsburg had a little bit of interest as well, um, but nothing nothing concrete. It almost sounds like you picked Westchester just because. Well, because it was convenient for you. Yeah, um, in, in some ways. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that was the only reason. Um, there were there were a lot of things that I liked about it. They they were always competitive. I knew that they had been to the College World Series um, a handful of times, and um, I, I thought it would be a good fit in terms of being relatively close to home. But uh, yeah, I, I just kind of I went there. I went on a visit. I liked the coach. I liked the school. Um, I liked the program. I felt like for me, um, playing at a Division II program that had had some success um, in the past, um, for, for me, was going to be more beneficial than maybe going to a smaller Division I school um, that sometimes struggled uh, to, to win games or with funding or whatever it may be. Uh, I had the opportunity. I had, I had two older brothers, actually, who played Division I. Uh, my oldest brother was a catcher at Villanova and then uh, my middle brother was a was an outfielder and pitcher at St. Joe's, um, 
both of them really very good baseball players, but um, I, I had the opportunity to kind of grow up watching them and, and just get to, to understand their experience through college a little bit. Um, and I don't want to say that that scared me away from Division One, but I, I think um, I think I made the right choice going with Division Two, um, and, and it worked out well. I had the opportunity to play um, as a freshman, which probably isn't something that would have happened at a Division One school. Um, and then I went to the College World Series two times and, and won it in 2012. So uh, definitely something I wouldn't wouldn't trade for anything. Now you mentioned you mentioned the PSAC, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. As uh, as some teams that you as some schools that you've been looking at, and you know that conference seems to be one of the, the strongest in Division Two, despite being so far north. There's been a number of excellent teams that have come out of that conference, and some real top-notch talent. I mean, there's yourself, um, Matt Adams from Slippery Rock, Dan Altavilla from Mercyhurst. They're both in the major leagues. Uh, Ryan Vogelsong from from Cutstown put out a nice career. Uh, he's an all-star with the Giants. Matt Festa, there's another one. He's from East Stroudsburg. How is it that Pennsylvania and the PSAC have become such a, a hotbed for Division II baseball? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, I, you know, I, I know that, that for Westchester, the, the school is an appeal. Um, it's, it's good education. It's uh, relatively cheap for players uh, coming in-state, and that's, that's helpful because there's, there's not a ton of scholarship money floating around at these, uh, at these PSAC schools, especially at the at the Division Two level, um, yeah, I mean it really is. It's, it's good baseball, and um, you know I, I think so often players want to, uh, you know, they get it in their mind that they want to play Division One, and it's it's a goal. And um, a lot of times, I think good Division Two opportunities are overlooked um, just to just to go to a Division One school. Um, I also have seen um, a lot of transfers coming back to the to the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. Um, that maybe had an opportunity to go Division One and then decided it wasn't quite for them, or they weren't going to get an opportunity to play um, at a young age, so they come back and they flourish in the in the PSAC. And um, you know, I think that that's part of the reason that that drives the competition. All right, all right, I'll buy that. Now you're you're not big into social media. I've I've seen you on Twitter. You don't post a lot, but when you do, <laughs> it seems like a lot of your posts are in regards to Westchester. So I take it that you credit the school quite a bit in the in the baseball program for for getting you to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, I, like I told you before, I, I wouldn't trade my my experience at Westchester for for just about anything. Um, you know, I, I think my time there um, was so valuable. I mean, the, the the relationships that I have with with my friends on that team, I, you know are still strong to this day, and, and it's been uh, over eight years since I graduated from there. So um, just a special school, special group of people. Um, you know, I, I played for, for three head coaches, um, so that was probably a, a college experience that, you know, not a lot of players uh, would like. But, um, you know, thankful in different ways for, for each of those head coaches. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just such a great school. Uh, I, I can't say enough about, you know, the, the town in itself and then just also the baseball program. It's just um, it, it, the people who are there do it right. And, uh, you know, I, I learned so much about baseball, but just also about, uh, you know, becoming an adult and, and all those things that come along with playing college baseball. Sure, 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 sure. Now, you had four very, individually, you had four very successful years playing for the Rams, which included, as you'd mentioned, winning the Division II title. 
Um, at what point in your career did you start getting attention from scouts to show that, hey, maybe this guy can take it to the next level? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have to, to say it really turned on uh, going into my senior year. So uh, my, my junior year was a, a little bit of a down year for me. And uh, I ended up going to play college summer ball in the Coastal Plains League in, uh, in Edenton, North Carolina which is a place that is still very dear to me. I ended up meeting my wife there. Um, so um, we, we travel down there uh, frequently, and, and we have we have family still in Edenton, so that's a, a very special place to me uh, for, for many reasons. But I, I, had a, I had a good summer there playing, um, and when I got back to, to Westchester the next fall, it seemed like there was quite a bit more interest um, terms of pro scouts uh, at least i was on some radar screens people were going to come out and watch me so it was that summer collegiate baseball experience playing in the coastal playing league that put you on the radar um i i do think that was uh you know potentially what what put me on a lot of maps i just know um that you know that's a wood bat league um i think it has a pretty good reputation in terms of college summer leagues um so i i think that that maybe is what put me on the map um and then, you know, I think it kind of snowballed from there. I was able to have a, a good senior year as well, and, and I felt like I played well, um, which certainly helped me out. But you you did a lot more than play well. You you went crazy with the bat that year. So, <laughs> um, so you ended up being selected in the sixth round of the 2012 draft, and you joined the Cleveland Indians organization initially. Did you did you feel did you have any pressure or more scrutiny? In the minor in the minor leagues, from being a lower division school, or is that just kind of out the window? Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect when I got drafted. I, I um, <laughs> you know, the, there's a part of you that that thinks that you can compete. There, there's a part of you that knows that that you're a good baseball player, but there's the other part of you that watches people on TV and just thinks, well, that's that's them, and this is me. Like, you know, it seems like there's such a degree of of separation between uh, professional baseball and college baseball. Um, but at the same time, I, I knew that I could play. I knew that I had been challenged before in different summer leagues and going to college. So, um, you know, I, I certainly had a lot of confidence, but there was also a lot of unknowns going into, going into pro ball. But in terms of, um, how other people viewed me, um, no, I, I don't think that, uh, that coming from a small school was, was a disadvantage for me. I think, um, if, if anything, I used it as an advantage to me just because uh, you know, I wanted to prove that I could play with the uh, with the first rounders from Texas A and M and um, LSU and all these all these big school programs. Um, for me, it was almost like you know what, this is my chance, this is my opportunity to get to play, you know, against some of the best players against and with some of the best players in the country. And once you had that opportunity, you did you did very well. You spent roughly mm, one season at each of the levels until you got the call to the big leagues. Now your ML debut, that was with Oakland, because you didn't you didn't make it with Cleveland, right? No, I didn't. Okay, okay. So you broke into the bigs with the A. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So how did how did you first learn that you're going to be called up to the major leagues for the first time? Oh, well, let's see. It was uh, August of 2016. My manager at the time was Steve Scarsoni, and uh, you know he 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 just kind of called me into his office, and uh, I had been called into his office before. It was my second year in in triple a so you know meetings weren't that infrequent so i wasn't exactly sure what was going on 
Um, he called me into his office, told told me that the team had traded um, Coco Crisp and that they had opened up an opportunity for for players like myself, as I believe, I think is how he put it. So uh, that was a, a pretty special moment and, uh, you know, one that I certainly won't forget. Okay, I'm sorry. When did you say you got the call up? I got I got distracted by the by the by the unexpected Coco Crisp reference. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't mean exact, but just like month. No, yeah, it was it was August of 16. So okay, so it's towards the end of the season. So that you got up. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I think it was the very end of August. I don't forget. Maybe the 29th or something like that. Okay, and then how how did your first how did your first game your first at bat go for you? Yeah, uh, well, Mike Fires was pitching. It was in, um, I was playing. Oh, another Division Two guy. He is. Um, and um, so my first at-bat, I hit a, uh, <laughs> I only know this because somebody else looked it up, but it was a low-line drive. <laughs> it was like a, a 106 or 108 off the bat that uh, that went right back up the middle. And um, I think it, it, it nicked off the base. Uh, nicked off the second base and and Carlos Correa missed it and, and I got I got the first. Um, in in my eyes it was a base hit, but in the scorer's eyes it was an E6. Ripped and there's Correa unable to make that one. And now a couple of balls hit hard up the middle have put the Oakland Athletics in a favorable position. It's ruled an error though. Wendell does not get his first major league hit. That ball was smoked. Yes, it was. So. Um, I ended up taking a four in my in my first game, um, and then I believe I got a, a hit maybe in my fifth or sixth at bat um, later later that week against Boston. But uh, yeah, I, I remember that game. I remember that whole um, that whole process of getting called up and uh, flying out to Houston and getting to the hotel and just everything that went along with it. My wife coming along, packing up our apartment in Nashville. Uh, my parents. Um, you know, dropping everything just to come and come and see that first game. So that was a that was a pretty special day for me. And um, honestly, it, it didn't even matter that I didn't get any hits. It was just, um, you know, something that for me was a, a long time goal and, and in many ways a dream come true uh, that I got to be a, a major leaguer on that day. So it was uh, it was pretty special and something that I'll never forget. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, now, as far as this year goes. Uh, how how frequent are you getting updates on the developing situation um, about getting you guys out on the field this year? Or are you just kind of in the dark as much as everybody else? You know, what? we we get updates. Um, I would say pretty frequently, but unfortunately, there's just really not that much to update on to this point. Um, you know, I would say, um, yeah, a couple couple times a week we're getting we're getting updates from the players' union. Um, you know, our, our coaching staff has been checking in every once in a while. Our training staff has been doing a really good job about um, just keeping up with players, making sure everybody's feeling well, making sure everybody is lifting, throwing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think until there's an agreement reached, I think until, um, you know, all the details get worked out, um, you know, we generally know just about as much as the, as the general population. So, um, hopefully we can get things underway. I, you know, I think everybody misses baseball. I think everybody wants wants it back in some capacity. It's just a matter of doing doing it that um, yeah, you know that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. for everybody and is is uh, you know not putting anybody else at risk. Now, are you down? Are you down in Tampa right now? You know, we came uh, to our off season house in uh, in Pennsylvania. 
Oh, okay. We, we can't. We can. We can back up to uh, back up to Pennsylvania. Um, this is a hor- This is a completely stupid question. But as you're saying this, I don't know why this even I came into mind. The fact that you that you play in Tampa. Um, did, during this break, did you watch the Tiger King? And with, are you familiar with Carol Baskin down there? <laughs> uh, you know, I wasn't familiar with her until I watched. Uh, I wasn't even able to get through it, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think. <laughs> But uh, everybody seemed to everybody was watching it, so uh, you know we had, we had a little bit of time on our my hands, and uh, yeah, I can't say I was too impressed, but it was certainly an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I don't know why that just suddenly just came into my head. I, that, that's dumb. So <laughs> your rookie year, you you were fantastic. You I think you were in the top ten in the American League in batting, and I know you had a dip last season. I. I'm hoping, I don't say hoping, assuming a lot of it had to do with injury. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there, there's a lot that plays into it. Um, you know, I, I was injured, kind of stop, start, stop, start. Um, and then I think that and just a, a combination of, uh, you know, not really able to get going. Um, it was just kind of one of those years where I couldn't really catch a rhythm. Sure, sure. Now you're, I mean, you're 100%, you're ready to go, just waiting for the call to get back out there and, and play some baseball, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely ready to go. Looking forward to, I mean, getting back to the guys, just getting back to the team. And, um, you know, we have, we have such a good group of guys in Tampa. And, uh, you know, I, I love playing with those guys. And I think that's just, just what I miss the most is just um, being with the guys and uh, competing with them day in and day out and, uh, you know, kind of getting back to, to doing what we do. Uh, we, we had a great year last year. And we were kind of looking to uh, – to build off of that and, and go a little sure. further into the postseason. Um, so, and, and on a personal level, I was looking to you know put 2019 kind of uh, in the rearview mirror, but uh, and, and hopefully get back to how uh, I played back in back in 2018, which I think is uh, a little bit more indicative of the player that I am. Well, I certainly hope that Joey gets back on track and has a has a season this year, which is more akin to the one he had in 2018 than he did last year. What a great guy. And after listening to that, if you feel otherwise, then, then you're just a jerk. So that's my opinion. Good guy. Good guy. Thank you so much to Joey Wendell for taking some time to talk to me. Thanks, Coach Jad at Westchester for setting that up. And thank you for listening. This is the Boy in the 1-2-3 inning college baseball podcast. <laughs>